Welcome to Chasing Simple. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, and I am so glad that you're here. Whether you're a new friend or one that's been around for a while, I am overjoyed that you're tuning in, especially because today I'm sharing all of the details about how I create a strategic marketing plan that truly aligns with my business goals. This system that I'm sharing is one that I use in my own business, and it's also what I do for all of my annual marketing plan clients. It's the exact way that I determine what my marketing will look like, and yes, there is a ton of strategy behind it. No pulling ideas out of a hat over here. I'll warn you though, there is a lot here, so be prepared to take notes and re-listen a time or two to really take it all in. I'm also going to split this topic into two parts, so be sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so that you can get part two delivered right to your phone next week. And if you love this episode, make sure to share about it on Instagram and tag me. Okay, got that pen and paper ready? Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, you aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hey there, I'm popping in really quick to ask for your help. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a rating and review for the Chasing Simple podcast? See, ratings and reviews are really important in the life of a podcast because it tells your podcast player that people are listening to and enjoying this show, which means that this show will get put in front of a wider audience. Not only that, but I love to read the encouraging words from listeners, especially on those hard days of entrepreneurship. If you felt encouraged by this show, I would love to hear about it. So, please go leave a rating and review if you haven't already. It would really mean the world to me. CEO days are something that I do every quarter in my business, and it's also something that I make sure all of my annual marketing planning clients set up in their schedule so that they have time to set aside to do the same every quarter. The reason I put this into my annual planning client's calendars way at the beginning of the year and why I put it into my own calendar at the beginning of the year is because it can be hard to put the time aside when you're in hustle mode. It's really hard to say, oh, I need to take time to step back when you've got all these projects going on. But when you set aside that time from the beginning of the year and it's on your calendar way back from December of the year before, it's already on your calendar and it's so much easier to actually follow through on taking that step back. 
And it's so important to take a step back and look at your business because how else can you strategically create a marketing plan that's going to align with your business if you don't, if you don't truly take a step back and look at where you are and where you're going. In the day-to-day of running a business, it is so easy to just forget about what's truly going on in the big picture and to get so focused on the here and now. So these CEO days are so important. I set aside two days every quarter to do this. I highly recommend that you do the same. And in today's episode, I'm going to cover day one of my CEO days. And in next week's episode, I'm going to cover day two of my CEO days. So this is what I do on day one of my CEO days. Step one is to look at my yearly goals. What are my goals? And what are the goals that I still have left to accomplish this year? And this is going to be different every quarter. Obviously, in quarter one or quarter two, you've still got half a year left, right? Or even more than half a year left. And you've probably not achieved most of your goals. But as the quarters go on, okay, what have I accomplished? What do I still need to accomplish? And it's really easy to hone in on where you are and where you're still going. But you have to recenter yourself with those yearly goals. Yearly goals are so important in the direction of your business. And this is something that I take a ton of time. I take at least a week at the end of each year to plan for the next year and to plan where I'm steering the ship that is my business. Those yearly goals are so important. And maybe I'll do an episode later this year about exactly how I plan for the next year. Those yearly goals are so important. But once you get in the day-to-day, like I said just a second ago, it's really easy to get so focused on the what I'm doing today and the here and the now that we lose focus on those big pictures. I've mentioned this before a couple times, but one of the things that I do to keep those big yearly goals in focus, because again, it is really important to keep those in focus, to keep the big picture handy and to keep moving towards those goals and where you want your business to be, is I keep them on a huge whiteboard. I have two giant whiteboards in my office. One of them is solely for my yearly goals the three or four goals that I have for the entire year as a whole and that every decision in my business truly needs to be based around, those goals are on that whiteboard so that I can always keep them in mind. So first thing I do, I look at those yearly goals. What are they and what do I still have left to accomplish? Step two, I gather data based on those goals. So for example, let's say that you have a goal of $40,000 in revenue. Here's the data that you need to look at. How much have you made so far? What are all of your revenue streams and how much have each of them brought in? So how did you get to, if your goal is 40,000, where are you? How much do you have left? Where are you on that goal? And how have you gotten to where you are? This is going to be really important for determining how to continue on in the rest of the year with your marketing plan. If your goal is 40,000 and you have one thing that's really bringing in the majority of your revenue right now, well, that's pretty clear sign that that's what you should be focusing on for the rest of the year. Keep pushing that one thing. If the other things aren't making money, stop worrying about them and move on with the thing that is making money. Knowing what your streams are and what each of those streams have brought in is so important for making a plan moving forward because again, we always want to simplify. Okay, so you've gathered the data that you need for those goals. Step three is to journal. Now, again, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm not truly a huge journaler, but this is one of those times that it is so, so helpful. So a couple things I asked myself. First, what did I accomplish so far this year? Second, what wins have I had? What have been the great things that have happened? Third, what has been working? What am I doing that I can actually see growth from? And fourth, 
What hasn't been working? What have I been doing that actually isn't fruitful? Again, this time to step back and say, okay, what's working and what's not is so helpful in determining how you're going to move forward and hitting those yearly goals. For example, if you've been pitching yourself every single day to other podcasts to be on, but you're not actually getting on any of those podcasts, okay, well, that's not working. And then maybe why isn't that working? Is that something that we should just give up on totally? Is it something that maybe we could try tweaking? There's no right answer here, and it's going to truly depend on you and your business, but that's one way of thinking through that. That's an example. Here's my goal. I want more speaking gigs. I want to be on more podcasts, okay? Well, I've been pitching myself every single day, and it hasn't been fruitful because of X, Y, Z. Okay, well, let's say it hasn't been fruitful because I'm spending a lot of time every single day, and I'm not getting many responses, and so I feel like I'm spending every day doing this. Okay, well, instead of doing it daily, maybe I'm going to just do it once a week and spend more time once a week versus spreading throughout the week. Let's see if that helps. And then in the next quarter, you'll check in on that. Okay, I tried this. Did it work? Did it not? That's kind of how you want to work your way through this journaling process. What have you accomplished? What wins have you had? What have been big things that you were celebrating in your business for the last quarter? What's been working and what hasn't? Step four, look at your goals data that you collected for step two and make a plan. Take that data and take what's been working and what hasn't and determine What launches are you going to have? What promos or big events are you going to do? How many sales do you need right now? What's your client availability for the rest of the year, et cetera, et cetera, based on whatever your goals are. So let's go back to the goal of making $40,000 in revenue for this year. Let's say that you've made $20,000 already and we're at the halfway point in the year. So you're looking to make another 20,000 with two quarters left. Well, that would mean that you should roughly aim for about $10,000 a quarter or about $3,333 a month. So then you got to ask yourself, what is your baseline? If you need to make roughly $3,333 a month, how much do you know for a fact is coming in each month? Do you have steady clients that you know, okay, I make this amount from clients every single month? Do you have consistent passive income? Do you have a membership? What kind of baseline do you have? Then how much do you need to make up to hit that goal? So you take the 3,333 and you subtract your baseline from it. So let's say you're bringing in $1,000 a month from your one-to-one clients. So that would mean that you need about $2,333 a month to make up the difference between your baseline and your goal. Now, let's say in addition to your one-to-one clients, you've got a course that sells for $267 and you are planning one more big launch for it for the remainder of this year. Let's say that you're at a place in business where most of your income comes from one-to-one clients or it comes from launches and you're not really getting a lot of passive sales. So you can expect that you'll actually need to make that monthly difference for all three months and a quarter during that launch. So let me say that again. You're at a place in business where You're only really making money from one-to-one clients and launches. You get the occasional passive sale, but there's nothing consistent about it just yet. You're still working on that. So instead of trying to aim for $3,333 a month or realistically $2,333 a month because you've got your baseline difference, instead of trying to aim for that every single month, maybe you're going to say, okay, I need to make that $2,300 
for every month within this big launch. So I need to have one launch that does around $7,000 in sales. 7,000 divided by that 267 would mean that you need about 27 sales during your launch. That's your launch goal. So you've just decided I'm gonna have one launch and based on your goals data and how much you still need to make based on those goals, you worked out, okay, my course sales for this month, I'm gonna have one launch. I need to make this much during the quarter to reach my quarterly goal. I'm only gonna have one launch in the quarter. This is how much my course makes. Divide all that by each other, do all the math, and I need to make 27 sales during this launch. That's your launch goal. Then you can take that launch goal. This isn't really relevant to the CEO day, but just a little bonus for you. You can take that launch goal and know, okay, I need 27 sales during this launch and roughly two to 5% of people will buy during a launch. So let's say the low end, 2% of people will buy. I need roughly 1,350 people on my launch list. So then you can spend all your time building that launch list, trying to hit that goal of 1,350, 2% of that is 27. That's how you find out what your goal should be for a launch list. But again, that's a total aside. Okay, so you've got that one quarter figured out. Okay, this is how I'm gonna make $10,000 in this quarter. What about the final quarter? Okay, well, I'm gonna open up my one-to-one spots for the next year in the last quarter. So that's gonna be a big money generator and maybe I'll do a few smaller promos as well. And you would work through the same process to determine how many sales you would need. How much client availability are you gonna have for the next year? How many clients are you gonna take on? If you take on that many clients, how much will those deposits reach? Okay, and then if you reach that amount with deposits, what is the 10,000 minus that? What do you still need to make up? Okay, if you do a few smaller promos, so on and so forth. And that's how you work your way through making sure that you have marketing goals that are aligned with the goals that you have for the year in business. So once you have your plan for what kind of promos and events and how much you need to sell, then you've got to figure out how to market it. So step five is determining your marketing plan and your behind the scenes plan based on what you just determined. So what that means, you determine your marketing plan. Okay, if you're gonna have one big launch, obviously you've got to focus on that topic. That's gonna be your big marketing pillar is that one topic for that launch for that course. Then maybe for the next quarter, your big marketing pillar is going to be whatever the topic is around your one-to-one stuff. You align your marketing pillars with the goals and the data and the plans that you just set, okay? That's how you determine what you're talking about in your marketing. That doesn't mean that every single piece of content you put out is about that, but it gives you an idea of, okay, I wanna get people on this launch list, so this is what I need to be talking about to get people on this launch list. This is the freebie that I need to be pushing. This is the next step in the funnel, et cetera, et cetera. Then you also determine, okay, if this is what my marketing is going to be talking about, and this is my big goal for this quarter, what do I need to be doing behind the scenes to reach that goal? Maybe that means you're updating your email funnel. Maybe that means you're giving the course a makeover. It really depends on what your business needs, but I always highly recommend to my annual planning clients that they have one marketing pillar and one behind the scenes pillar per quarter. That's it. One thing that they're talking about on 
their content and in their marketing and one thing that they're doing behind the scenes. Okay, so this is where I pause for day one. So we're gonna stop here. Let me go back over those five steps again. The very first one is I take a look at my yearly goals. What are they? What do I still have left to accomplish? Step two is to gather the data based on those goals. If I wanna reach this amount in revenue, what have I already brought in and how? Step three is to journal about what you've done so far this quarter in this year. What have you accomplished? What wins have you had? What's been working and what hasn't? So that you can make a strategic plan that isn't just throwing things at the wall and like, okay, well, maybe this this quarter I'm gonna try this instead. So that you're not saying, okay, well, I wanna do speaking and I've been pitching for the last quarter, so now I'm just going to try and get on a bunch of JV webinars. If you journal it out and you have a strategic reason for doing that, great. But if you're just pulling things out of a hat because you just don't know what you should do next, this right here is a great way. What's worked? Why has it worked? What hasn't? Why has it not worked? And really focus in on that. Step four is to look at your goals, your data, and make a plan. Okay, if this is the goal I'm trying to reach and this is the thing that's working, how do I do more of that? and you make a plan. Not only do you decide this is how, this is my vehicle for making sales or for whatever, or this is how many clients I can bring on, but this is how many I need. So my vehicle in this example was, I'm gonna do a big launch. Okay, well, based on the data and the numbers, this is how many I need to sell in order to hit that goal. And then, The final step on day one is to determine what those marketing pillars and behind the scenes pillars are going to be in your business for the next quarter. So what is your marketing topic? What are you going to be pushing? Where are you going to be trying to get people into your funnel? And then what are you going to be working on behind the scenes to move your business forward? One in one, that's my recommendation. Don't try to do more than that because it's going to be really overwhelming. So by the end of day one, you know when you're going to be launching, what you're going to be talking about, what you're going to be working on behind the scenes, how many sales you need, etc., etc. And then on day two, I get even deeper into how. What exactly is that marketing plan going to look like? But I'll talk more about that next week. Make sure you come back to hear all about how I determine what my marketing plan is going to be and how I do this for my own annual planning clients. Now your action step for this week is to put dates on the calendar for your own CEO days and then make sure to come back next week for part two. And this week's book recommendation is Homefront by Kristen Hanna. I have been on a huge Kristen Hanna kick recently because I'm missing Washington so, so much and all of her stuff is based around the area where we lived. This one actually was based in the town that we loved most. We didn't actually, we lived in the next town over, but we visited this one as much as we could. I worked there, our friends lived there, just a little town called Paulsbo, and it's just this teeny tiny town. So to open up this book and to have it be based in Paulsbo just made my heart so happy. But I also really loved it because it's tackling this issue of mental health in the military, which my husband being a veteran is very near and dear to my heart. So if that's something that you maybe want to be educated a little bit more about in a fictional way, highly recommend this book. It is a tearjerker for sure, but I'm also a crybaby. So there's that warning, but it was a really good book. I highly recommend it. And yeah, learn a little bit about Paul's Bow. It's this teeny tiny little Viking town in Washington that is just so fun. 
So that's this week's book recommendation. If you want to check it out, there's a link in the show notes. And again, please come back next week to hear more about my part two of my CEO days. Until next time, I hope you go out and uncomplicate your life and biz. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.